0: Hello and welcome to the PHBC <laughs> Pastor's Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical, pastoral and joyful insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. There it is. Today, we're going to take on the subject of work. Um work. specifically whistle in the While you work. I can't whistle. I don't know how. Oh, boy. Specifically within the very strange context we find ourselves in where many of us are forced to work from home due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So at the time of recording, uh, most all companies uh, are asking all employees to telework, work from home, and uh, so we figured it'd it'd be helpful to to take on a subject that uh, predates the fall and yet is something that we all interact with on a daily basis. Um, (laughs) Pastor Brian, can you just get us started? with Why work? We see it in Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Um, We have tasks here and now that we're to do, we're even told that there's work to do in the new heaven, the new hurt new earth. So just let's just get started with the question: Why? What's behind this work?
1: Well, you start with Genesis 2:15, and I would say you're not starting early enough ah. um, with Genesis 2:15. So, of course, Genesis 2:15 is still prior to the fall, and so for those who would say work is a result of the fall, no. Um, but we could go back to Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 um, and following, where um, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished, guess what? His work that he had done, and he rested uh, on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Um, and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, holy. Um, because on it God rested from his work that he had done in creation. So three times in that passage we're told that God himself had done work. And so work then is tied up in the very image of God. So God created us as his image bearers. God himself is a working God. He is um, uh, who is actively involved in his creation and he's created us in his image, and so therefore we are to be workers as well um, in that we reflect his image.
0: That's a really helpful perspective, and we'll pick that up again in a little bit. So if work is that significant, is something that God himself has given us the example in, um, would it be safe to say that I cannot simply view work as those 40, 50, 60 hours that my company expects me, requires me to put in in return for a paycheck and benefits?
1: So, yeah, the 40-hour work week is not a biblical invention. Um, That is a modern invention. There's nothing in the Bible about a 40-hour work week. Uh, The Bible tells us that we're to work for six days and then on the seventh day we're to rest. Now, that is not to say, then, that that I need to be about, um, you know, Sixteen hours a day, six days a week, um, out in the field laboring. Uh, now there may, there may be seasons where where, mm-hmm. you, where where you you're required or expected to do um, significant amounts of work like that. Uh, but the idea, the principle of work is that uh, that we're that we're intended to take a, a rest from it once a week, um, and we are intended. Um, to, to make it a part of our lifestyle and so it's not just the work I do for the company uh, but if so I'm a homeowner and so part of my work then is keeping my home up and so taking care of the, the lawn or taking care of the house or, or what have you uh, would be part of my work as well. Gotcha. That's a helpful
0: perspective to keep this holistic view of work and not reduce it down to a particular components. That's good. Um, so let's narrow in on some of the specifics regarding work. Uh, is there a, a particularly Christian approach to work? What are some
1: hallmarks of what it would look like for a Christian to approach work well? Well, Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, that whatever we do in word or deed, we do it all as unto the Lord. And so, so my work, um, I, I recognize that. Uh, so even if you, you you work for a company and you have a boss, uh, that man or that woman um, may be the one who signs your annual review, but ultimately, as a Christian, you're not working for that individual. Ultimately, you are bearing witness for Christ in how you work. And so, whether that be um, my, and. In our work as pastors, or whether that be uh, if if I worked as an accountant at a Fortune 500 company, um, ultimately as a Christian, I need to, I bear witness for Christ, and so so I need to then work in such a way that I don't slander the name of Christ in my work, uh, that I show up on time uh, for, for my work. I, if, if my, if the expectations are that I put in a 45 hour week, um, and I know that's the expectation when I take the job, then that's what I do. I put in those that time now, my new sickness and other things aside, but I put in that time because that's the expectation. Um, and so because I want to bear good witness for Christ.
0: So then flipping that then, and and you touched on something connected to it, uh, if that's what we are to pursue as Christians working, what are some things we should be on the lookout for in terms of avoiding, being on guard against in terms of work? Um, So you mentioned wanting to fulfill our obligations. So, you know, one clear thing would be lazy. So cutting corners, uh, uh, doctoring one's time stubs, just other things that we should be
1: um, especially on guard against. Um you, you want to avoid stealing from your employer. Now, most people go, oh, of course, I'm not going to steal anything from my employer. Uh, but do we steal things when, again, when we're expected to, you mentioned doctoring your time stub. So you're expected to work a 40-hour week, and you've only put in 37 this week, and you go, ah, nobody's going to know any different. Um, well, are, are you, in essence, stealing three hours a week from your employee, from your employer? um are you do you use your lunch hour to gossip and talk about mm-hmm. uh your coworkers and and what what witness does that bring to Christ that people i hope your your uh, uh fellow employees know that you're a Christian and so you know and then is that the witness that you want to bear for for Christ and so uh you just you want to be above reproach
0: and to apply that to our specific context, um, as many of us work from home, there is less accountability, there are more temptations, and so the opportunities to allow the web page to wander from working to find yourself on Facebook or the sports site or whatever, so to be especially on guard, brothers and sisters, during the season, that we would model Christ-likeness in our work, even if it's from home, I want to be especially aware of the temptations that might be present in there. Um, Pastor Brian, you mentioned this a minute ago, but I want to come back to it and focus in on it, because I think it's super important. Um, this idea of, of glorifying God in our work and God using our work. So uh, I don't think you would say, certainly wouldn't say, that we all need to quit our jobs and move to South Asia or Eastern Europe or South America and become missionaries. Cause that's the only way to glorify God in our work. So, so then how can we use our work, whether it's um, in the school system or in the private sector or in the government to glorify God?
1: So whatever your work, whatever work you're doing, do it well. Um, I've, might be misremembering. I do know Timothy Keller, pastor that I'm uh, familiar with. He wrote a book called Every Good Endeavor, which is a theology of work. I think in that book, uh, you're nodding your head. I think he he told a story about uh, a pilot in a plane. You know, what's the job of a pilot? Land the plane. That's the job of a pilot. You know, don't, you don't have to get on the intercom and you know tell everybody in your who's on the plane. About Jesus, that that's not your job as the pilot. Your job is to take off and to land that plane and to get people safely from point A to point B and to do it with excellence. Uh, you know Martin Luther would uh, talk about the importance of like if you're going to be a cobbler, you know somebody who makes shoes, then you make you make the best shoes that you know how to make. Uh, so if you're going to be a Christian cobbler, and so you don't have to have a quote unquote um, sacred Vocation. You don't have to be a pastor or a missionary in order to honor the Lord in your work. Now, there are some occupations that would be right out, if you will, that you couldn't. You know, you're you're not going to say, well, "I'm going to be a thief to the glory of God." That's that wouldn't be a, an honorable uh, Christian profession. Uh, but again, I used the uh, accountant earlier. You're a banker. You're a um, a lawn care specialist. You whatever whatever it is that you do. Um, you do that to the glory of God, and you do it uh, with excellence, because ultimately it reflects um, it reflects on Christ.
0: That's good. And to pick up on one theme there, just this idea of types of work being quote unquote off limits for Christian and our uh, witness, um, Not many people go to college to major in thievery. Um, But there are many who go and major in business, and there are businesses that have very unethical, unbiblical practices. And so not turning a blind eye to those things because, well, just the vacation time is second to none or the benefits are out of this world, but to understand that we glorify God in the decisions we make about where we work as well. And so to be willing to ask those questions and kind of, you know, look behind the scenes a bit because we want to make sure that we are doing everything we can to bring honor and glory to God, not just in the work that we produce, but in the workplace where we find ourselves. Yes. Um, So here's something uh, specific to, uh, I believe, our congregation. So we've uh, shared a couple of times before that Charles County has the... Worst commute in the country. Uh, It is long. It is unpleasant. It is bad. Uh, Add on top of that the fact that many of our members work in very uh, high stress jobs that require a great deal of time. And so, um, just want to ask you about the wiz for wisdom on trying to navigate the work, family, church. How do we balance the responsibilities that we know we have, and yet we feel pulled, you know, more than a hundred percent in different directions.
1: Uh, so that requires great wisdom. Um, oftentimes, those aren't decisions that we can make on our own. Um, or at least, I wouldn't trust myself to because we're we're often so immersed in the decision, and the decision is so personal to us that mm-hmm. we may not look at it objectively. And so, in a situation where you might be concerned, you know, m you know is this career the, the the time it's taking from my family uh, commuting back and forth um, the uh, the number of years I, I would have to work in here before I could successfully retire or what have you um, uh, we it might be helpful then to bring a brother or sister alongside or multiple brothers or sisters alongside and to examine those things uh, we want to be careful not to make an idol out of work and so you know, some of these jobs that have uh, ridiculous commutes and long work hours, they, they pay handsomely. Um, but we need to be careful not to um, sacrifice our family on the altar of um, a paycheck. And so we just, there, I just would encourage our brothers and sisters who are listening to this if you find yourself kind of pulled in that direction, like, is this really the right place? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it right by God and by my family? Um, bring, bring some trusted brothers and sisters alongside and talk those things out together. This is one of the reasons that God gives us a community of faith mm. and so that we can work through those things together.
0: That's really good. And um, a line that a a fellow pastor shared with me that I've kept is, um, when it comes to this decision and these uh, factors, pursuing faithfulness more so than balance. So balance is a word that I I hear often, This, how do I balance these things? Um, Frankly, there are times when you just can't. Um, and so how can I be faithful where I am with what I've got, knowing that seasons change, so I've got two little ones right now. They won't be little forever, and so their needs right now are very different than what their needs will be in 5, 10, 15 years, and so praying, asking others, pursuing faithfulness more than simple balance I've found helpful, and I pray that you will find as well. Uh, Pastor Brian, anything else on the subject or theme of work before we wrap up today?
1: I thought we were going to talk about retirement. We can talk about retirement. You want to talk about retirement? Well, the good news for me and you is that the Bible only has one profession, which retirement is, is, and that's the priest. There you go. Uh, the Le- Levitical priest. Now, the good news for me is I've already passed the age of retirement for the <laughs> Levitical priest. Uh, you still have a number of years to go, a couple decades ahead of you, uh, to get to that point. Um, so... Yeah, beyond that, I'm not ready to retire yet, and so retirement. I, I think we, we also make a we make an idol out of retirement in yeah. our culture. This is not to say that uh, that once you start working that you need, you're going to be working in that profession until you uh, until you go home to see the Lord. Now, That very well may happen, but that's not that's not what the Bible is saying. Um, but the idea that it's that I can now retire and and I don't have to work anymore is not a biblical idea Mm -hmm. now you by by God's grace maybe you worked in an an industry and you're able now because of your hard work in that industry you're able to now have a retirement income where you're not now dependent on an employer to provide you with an income which is a wonderful thing Um, but don't be fooled into thinking now well now I don't have to work Mm -hmm. Um, it's just where you work or how you work is going to be different um, because we are called to work and so, um, so even if you've um, saved well and 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 done everything necessary to have a retirement income, uh, see that now as a as an open opportunity for you now to find new avenues to serve the Lord mm-hmm. um, in your um, latter years. That's fantastic.
0: So John Piper has a fantastic message. Um, I encourage you to look it up. Just search John Piper seashells, and it'll come up and he is speaking at a youth rally of all things about the idea of retirement, and he, he talks about the tragedy of the seashells, and he contrasts two older people. The first is a woman from his church who had uh, gone to serve in a missions context and had uh, unfortunately lost her life um, in, a, in a traffic accident while serving there, and it was reported as a tragedy in the news. But he contrasts that, contrasts that with an ad he saw for a Florida retirement community where you can come and spend your days collecting seashells and that is what your life can be about. And he went, off on that being the true tragedy. What a waste of life! Nothing against seashells; they're beautiful. But if that's what your life is about, if that's why you get up, that is your purpose: is to sit around and then pick up seashells. What a tragedy! Um, and so I would commend my again my brother's uh, message and the the sentiment behind the message is work is not a bad, it's not to be avoided. The goal for us in retirement is not to put our feet up, have a nice drink with an umbrella in it, and just wait for death. No, 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 we have much to do. Again, maybe not with an employer, but there is much that we can do to the glory of God, even in our retirement years. Amen. Well, we'll call it a a day there. Friends, if you have other questions about the subject of work or related to work, retirement, or anything else in that nature, uh, please do let us know. We would love to continue this conversation on and hear back from you. Always good to get feedback uh, from the members. Uh, But thank you for listening. This has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.